This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan, it is Corey Majors, Mike Bassick today with Joey Erickson. And Carter Freeman back there making sure all your video needs are taken care of on the Twitch stream and YouTube. And if you haven't seen the video yet from Radio Row, go check it out. It's on. Uh, I posted up on Twitter at In the Majors. It's on 1053thefan.com. Lots of fun stuff happened last week. Even stuff that like I knew our other shows had done, things they ran into. Uh, a very... A very hungover Bobby Belt that that is involved there as well, including a lot of like I, I don't know if you want to rewatch and revisit my moment with Kay Adams, but you can. Uh, it's definitely there, and Carter definitely took some uh, liberties in in making me look even more foolish. I don't know that I stumbled over my words that much, Carter, but. Maybe I did. Who knows? Uh, go check out the video right now. It's fantastic. And it just shows why we are 105.3 The Fun. You know, that's that's what we do here is we have a lot of fun. And we're looking forward to having some more fun out at spring training. Really letting you get to know a lot of these new Rangers pitchers, uh, uh, the, the Rangers players. I do hope, Mike, that we can get in face-to-face with Corey Seager and try to get to know him just a little more and some of these younger prospects that are going to be growing into these roles later on in their career so that by the time they do become these superstars they're like I've been with the I've been with KNC for a long time I can't wait to talk to these guys I think there's a lot of people that listen to us that are Ranger fans because yesterday we kind of started talking a little bit more about Evan Carter mm-hmm. and I was following some of his cards on eBay and no then they way. all got bought. No way. And I'm like, that's a Tolo. Like, how in the world did all of a sudden cards that I'm like, if they are down to a certain price, I might go. I have some nice Evan Carter, uh, you know, 2020 Bowman Chrome cards. And I'm like, they all got bought up, son of a gun. So I'm like, all right. All right. They're listening to us. They're reading how good Evan Carter could possibly be at 20 years old starting in Frisco this year. Like, that's a guy to have fun and go see this year. That yeah. He'll start off in Frisco. And I think there's a small chance that he is uh, one of your outfielders in 2023. Okay. Not to start the year at all, but maybe, you know, you come after the all-star break that Evan Carter's having a great minor league season, but most likely he'll be in your outfield in 2024. You have like five names in that spot in left field right now. I mean, like Bubba Thompson could be one of them. It could be, uh, it could be Ezekiel Duran. It could be Josh Smith. You have a bunch of different names, but nobody that you're like, can't wait to have that guy. If he could, if he plays well in the minors, he could definitely push his way into the majors, and that could be that's add in the majors. My Twitter handle. You know, Mike. I need to find out too. Is Justin Foscue? I think they've thrown him in the outfield some too. Interesting, because he was the 14th overall pick out of Mississippi State by the Texas Rangers, and he's a second baseman. And I asked, he can't play any other infield position, from what I understand. He can't play short, and there's no reason to go put him at short. You got Corey Seager there on a bigger contract than Marcus Simeon. There's really no reason to throw him over at third. You have Josh Young, who you drafted eighth overall from Texas Tech. That's going to be your third baseman. And that's that's sealed up. Like, there, nobody can take that spot from him. No, well, and Foscue, from what I understand, does not maybe have the best arm strength okay, to gotcha. be playing third base and whipping balls from first to th- or from third to first. So, that, Joey. sorry I said it that way. <laughs> but I'm just wondering with Foscue to make him – possibly more valuable if you can't trade him for an asset you really like is can Foscue offensively help you in left field and then defensively can he be decent enough because Nick Solak he never played outfield in his life and they right. threw him out I mean it didn't work out obviously he's not with the organization anymore Napoli got but, thrown out there but yeah so like and Napoli <laughs> that was oh. nobody can be worse than that but I just wonder if Foscue, if we see him in spring training, like tracking balls in the outfield, trying to see if he can play another position besides second base. 
Very interesting stuff, and we'll get to it all, uh, not next week, but the week after. We'll be right there at Surprise, uh, hanging out and doing all that for you. Now, I saw this on ESPN.com. I wanted to kind of go through this because I think this is interesting. They went through all the teams and, you know, put contenders and rebuilds together. And they have that these teams are still major contenders. These teams need a, a postseason breakthrough. These teams are headed on the right track in a comfortable spot despite a losing season, stuck in QB purgatory. And that's the worst place to be, in my opinion, because you're kind of like, oh, man, is this quarterback good enough? Do I have the right team? Just no quarterback, and how can I get that? That's the worst place for me. I think that's why you took a lot of shots at Andy Dalton, right? Because he's not bad. It's but you would have been in QB purgatory. Right, you're in that place where you're like, hey, best-case scenario, we win 10 games mm-hmm. and then lose really quick in the playoffs. Yep. Worst case, he can't be bad. He's not bad. He's going to he's going to win six games. If yeah. he plays all 16, he's going to win six at least, if not eight. And so then you're picking somewhere between like ninth and 15th, which doesn't get you a premium prospect. Yeah, and and I mean, I get, did you get Micah? Is that what you ended up getting was Micah out of that? Which is you maybe year, could have yeah. gotten a Justin Fields. You maybe could have gotten your next future franchise quarterback. But the Cowboys, they had already made up their mind that they were keeping Dak and staying there because they felt a certain way about him. So I was looking at this, and I think I feel, Mike, kind of about the Cowboys like the Mavericks going from last year to this year. Whereas we were looking at the Mavericks roster going, it's going to be difficult to make something like to add to this team and keep the Western Conference Finals team, but also add something next to it to, to bolster it. And when you look at the Cowboys' salary cap space, yes, they can pull all sorts of levers to create to create some space. Does that mean, though, that they're going to be able to keep the really good players that helped them this year and or add another piece that can put them over the top? They put them in the they need a postseason breakthrough category. And I think that's where the Cowboys, I feel like that's where they've been for 20 years now, is they're kind of in this, we're good, but... Are we good enough to break through to that conference championship? And they will. And and I know where you are on this. And, I, Mike, I believe Here, it. Here's the tough thing. I love that you believe. Here's the tough thing about what you're saying. They're talking about the fans. Or they're talking about the players' belief that they could actually win something special. And I hope it comes true. Jerry Jones does not need a playoff breakthrough. He has never changed things because they won more games than they lost and made the playoffs. He's not a big, that wasn't good enough. He's only, it's not good enough when they don't make the playoffs. It's never not good enough when they make the playoffs. Jerry Jones believes in luck. He doesn't believe in the harder you work, the luckier you get. Or when we talk to Emmett Smith, like, look, you don't just get lucky in the playoffs. You prepare for all these different scenarios and all these different things. You have a certain play in your playbook that you know you can go to on this fourth and seven situation to get you out of this, to continue the drive, to win the game. You have a defensive blitz that you've been holding back that you know in this situation where you're afraid of this quarterback, we're not afraid of it because we know this defense is going to confuse him and we're going to get off the field and we're going to win this game. Jerry believes in luck. Mm-hmm. And so when you just believe in luck, you just go, well, we were 12 and five. And you know what? We didn't get lucky in San Francisco. Yeah, there, I, th- I do think that there is an element of a ball bounces your way. That happens. For sure. That definitely, like Des caught it. That's bad. Like that's bad. That stinks. And we could argue the whole Aaron Rodgers could have come back, all that stuff. We could have. definitely. There was tons of time I Never left. will believe that. And um, also like the other thing too is I hate saying this. All Des was trying to do was score a touchdown. Yeah. But, and I think believe Tony Dungy said it after that play. And this is coaching. Why are we real? You caught the ball at the five-yard line. Make sure you catch the ball. When he decided, I'm going to get try to get more, that has to be coached out of you. Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, some of the best coaches probably coached that out of Des Bryant. Do you think that the Dak injury was bad luck? They, um, I mean, that team was set to have a really good season. And again, oh, they were getting smeared. They were one in three. Were they? Yeah, they were horrible. Okay. We were giving up 40 points at halftime. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why, hey, look at Dak's stats. Yeah, we're down 30 to 10 yeah, against the Cleveland Browns. Like, what? I don't there. know what you want us to do here. Like, oh, but then in the second him. half, yeah, we only won 40. We only that lost 45 to 38. You're like, yeah. 
because we were down 30 to 10 at halftime. It's pretty impossible to come back from these deficits. So they were they're bad that year. The 682 Dak is QB purgatory. He's high end purgatory, but he's purgatory nonetheless. That's why I think that that they're in that they need the breakthrough because they're going to make the playoffs. They're like they're as long as they're healthy, there. as long as they're pretty healthy, yeah. right? Yeah, they're going to and, and McClay's good enough to add pieces to the roster where he's like, this is good, uh, you know. And you know what? They don't want to spend on this. I think he knows that too. He's like, I know I can't go try and find this guy because I'm not. Gonna, they're not going to spend on that guy. So let me find the next level guy that's going to fit within the cap that I can buy. So I think that that it is a purgatory, but it's also that's why they are in that place of they need the breakthrough. Not only for their own beliefs, but for the fan base for sure. But they're like they're gonna be right there in that situation where they're always good enough to make the playoffs. That's just where they are. It's just whether or not they can break through and win a game or win the second game that matters a lot for them. That's the that's the weird place that uh, it's difficult. And that's when you have to decide: is it quarterback or what they did this offseason? Is it coach? I agree with what you just said. I agree as a fan base with what. Are you in high-end purgatory? I think you're better than that, but I understand where you're coming from as a fan. Your problem is the owner, general manager, president, and his son don't don't they don't put that expectation on their organization. They just want to be good. And going 10 and 7 or 12 and 5 and giving yourself a chance to go to the Super Bowl, Dude, that is perfect for them. That is the Super Bowl. Everything else is luck. They just haven't been lucky. And I don't know how to change that with them. Yeah. I'm pre- I'm predicting I'm predicting maybe I'm predicting luck goes their way in 2023. But here's what I also believe. I believe the Cowboys are good enough if they make the right moves in the draft, make a few decent moves in free agency. I believe that they're good enough in a horrible NFC. I think the NFC is horrible. I do think Philadelphia is really good. I think San Francisco, they're weird. Are they good enough to finish second in the AFC East? The AFC, yeah, the the division Mahomes is in. Oh, the West? Yeah. Do you think if you put plop the Dallas Cowboys, this team, into that division? I think they're, I think they're right there with the Chargers. Okay. So I think I think that would be a battle for the second place team. Weird to have there. a quarterback that's been in the league this long. And still be kind of like right there, you know, not yeah. not like they're no, they're going to win their division. Yeah. You know, I guess the hope is for me is somehow, some way, I, I maybe need to change my prediction because if the Cowboys are going to do this, they need to win the division. They're not going to win three games on the road in the playoffs, so they need to win the division in the off season, and they need to win the division in the regular season. I know, hey, everybody on paper looks good. Well, I tell you what, Stephen, because I think you run this thing way more than Jerry does now. You got to win the offseason somehow, some way. Because if you don't win the offseason and you're already that far behind Philadelphia in my mind, and I think in a lot of Cowboys fans' minds, then because they're going to have pick 10, they're going to have pick 30. They're going to, at the end of the day, at the end of the first round, the Eagles are going to look way better than the Cowboys because the Cowboys only have pick 26. They have pick 10 and 30. They're going to look a lot better. Now, yeah. maybe they trade 30 and pick up a whole bunch of more future picks. They're like, you know what we need to do on this situation? Stack Let's have them. somebody who desperately wants somebody on a five-year contract. We just trade from pick 30 to pick 35 and pick up an extra late second-round pick in 2024. Or we pick up uh, a third-round and a sixth-round pick in this draft, too. Like The, the Eagles are going to look better on draft day than you are. But in the offseason, I don't need you to sign 17 free agents, but I need you, instead of taking Highland Park spring break, can you work a little bit during it? Make something special happen. Here are the major contenders. I think you can agree with these. Buffalo, uh, the Bengals, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Niners. Those are all major contenders. They've been close to that championship game and in that in that conversation. Needs a postseason breakthrough. Do you agree the Cowboys are in this category yeah. with these teams? Cowboys, Vikings, they need that. Yeah, the, I don't think they will. That's it. That's the only two teams that are kind of in that. We know they're going to be good in the regular season, you know but who, they need to be better in the postseason. I would put Miami in that category. Interesting. They need a postseason breakthrough because if they just make the playoffs, then where are they at? Like you got to get better than to a T, right? And they now, put them in the they put them in the heading in the right direct direction category. Isn't that they got a new head coach this year? They have all this talent, and they got there, and now will they take that next step? 
So just yeah. getting there was a big deal for Miami this year. They I go think. ten and seven and they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Hmm. They're stuck. They're yeah, they're that. And now here's where you're at too. Tua T wants five years, two hundred million. That would because be because he's up, right? So because, that would be stuck in QB purgatory, right? Right. You're you're because you're not in a comfortable spot. Yeah. Now you're in a very That's why difficult they a, situation. They need a playoff breakthrough because if they get to the playoffs and they don't win in the playoffs, what do you do? To me, that's where Miami's Miami's kind of now. They might go. It's good enough. Like we've had such a bad organization for such a long time that we're okay with. All right, well, let's pay two all the money and let's just c- try to keep winning ten to twelve games and let's try to get lucky. And that's where the Cowboys are at. And I I'm hoping that the Cowboys get lucky. I guess in 2023, but I'm also hoping that Micah Parsons is Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Quinn is back. I think that's going to really help. And then there's a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy running the system to run it better than it was ran last year. And I guess some of those unlucky turnovers. Diggs turns back where to you throw the eight, ball to 85 in his guy. chest <laughs> yeah, and, and he bounces to, to Jacksonville for the game-winning touchdown. Like I'm why hoping those bringing things up that Jacksonville game. That was a Mike. great game. God, why do you keep doing that? Coming up next. Let's go ahead and grade the Mavericks. It's lunch rush. It's expressway time. We do this next to the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. It is time for the Expressway. 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports and fun content. As uh, one Tolo texted in yesterday, 105.3 The Fun. Because we do love some fun here. And uh, we've been on fire for a little bit here, guys. I want to keep that going. Keep it rolling. I want to give some grades to the Mavericks as we have now officially hit the All-Star break. They will uh, They will resume, I think, next Wednesday, Mike, you said. Thursday. Next Thursday. Yes, Luca said he could not wait to get to his flight to Mexico on Sunday. So good for him that he gets to go uh, enjoy Cabo because nothing ever goes bad when an athlete from DFW heads to Cabo for a little bit of a break. Right, Mike? Oh, are you talking about Tony Romo and Jason Witten and Bobby Carpenter? <laughs> Remember when that happened? And was it Jessica Simpson? Was that Jessica Simpson? I don't days? remember. Maybe it was. Maybe it still was the time. I think like, it was. He had, there was a picture of him. He had the playbook in his lap while he was at the pool. I mean, sure, there was a party going down at the pool, but he was reading the playbook. Every, he was probably writing up new plays with Witten at the time. You know, they were probably drawing them up together. That's why Tio was upset he wasn't in Cabo like, with Where's him. my Cabo invite? I want to go. You ever been to Cabo? Yes. It's fantastic. I love it there. 
Yeah, but the beaches aren't nice. Because it's the West Coast. You have to go onto the uh, the Bay Area on the other yeah. side. You can't be on the Finisterra side heading towards Hawaii. All right. Mike, you have written down, did you say 10 names? Yeah, I guess you told me to grade Kyrie Irving, and you told <laughs> me to grade Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd, I, so Kyrie Irving, uh, you told me to grade him, so I decided he, to give him played an, three games. I gave him an A. For his three games, I gave what? him an A. No issues, playing great. Mavericks are two and one. I guess two and two, right? Because he played, he won two games and then lost two games. Yeah. Because he won two without Luca, then lost two with Luca. Do yep. I have that correct? That's true. And so, so he's actually, I mean, he's the leader right now of this team. Uh, he's the only one that's. Do you that's, think he gets my best grade? Maybe so. I th- he has an A, right? Is, did you already say? I gave him an A. For okay. his four games, I've given him an A. And you don't think the back soreness on the last game before the break is like a, one of those Kyrie moments? That's just a, he played a bunch of games in a few days. Yeah, I think I think that he is an injury prone guy. So I had no problem with him sitting out because okay. if you push him through a possible back tightness, it might be a month. I mean, Kyrie, yes, Kyrie has sat out games because he decided not to take a shot. He missed games because of January 6th, and he felt like he shouldn't be playing basketball anymore. He's had shoulder injuries. He's had some injuries. Right. In his so, I mean, there's, there's reasons why he has sat out of games besides injury. He just didn't feel like playing. Uh, something was going on inside his head. He's just like, I don't want to play anymore. Uh, but this was, I think, a smart move by the Dallas Mavericks to say, hey, let's, let's not play him this game. So, yes, yeah, so he has played – uh, in four games for the Mavs, beating the Clippers, Sacramento, losing to Sacramento and Minnesota. I give him an A. Great job so far for Kyrie. By the way, we were discussing kind of how we think, and we'll get to the grades in just a second, how we think the Mavericks rotation minutes will go in the playoffs yeah. and kind of how they go through the regular season and everything. I just wanted to go look and see what Jason Kidd averaged throughout his career. In the last two years, it was 28 and 26. Like with the Knicks, with the yes, with the with the Knicks, it was twenty six point nine. With the Mavericks, it was twenty eight point seven. Year before in championship season, thirty three, thirty six, thirty five. For the majority of his career, he was a thirty seven minutes a night guy. Okay, he thinks you need to be on the court for a lot of the game if you're one of those kind of guys. In my mind, that's what the way he thinks. Okay, and I wonder if that's the way he approaches this team. Is look. I'm not saying that you're only going to pitch seven innings or five innings and then you're out of here. You're going to play the basketball game because we need you out there to win the basketball game. Okay. We got it. So that's what we'll, maybe we'll get into that later on down the road. All but right. Mike, let's go ahead and look at this Mavericks roster, the way it's constructed right now. Mm-hmm. And let's start with Davis Bertans. Have you given Davis Bertans a grade? I didn't give him a grade. All right. Let's move on from Davis Bertans. If, I, if you want me to, I'll give him a D. Oh, my God. You're going to give Davis Bertans a D? He's making $17 million. I heard the way you said it. He's making $17 million a year, and he is a non-factor in the NBA. Maybe an F, then. If he's making, I'm, We understand you know, through, why yeah, we for, have him. I mean, he, he's come in and made some three-pointers. Obviously, Jason Kidd does not trust uh, him to be in a rotation. How much longer we have that contract for? Two more years after this. Good God, let's move on from it. Uh, Reggie Bullock, let's go ahead and hit him. I'm going in alphabetical order, it looks right. like. C minus. Because it was an F for two months, and then it became a D minus. And I've gotten to the point where I'll give him a C minus, except like, you know, it's really tough. Last night he goes one for five with three points and three turnovers. I know that's just one game out of, you know, 60 games they've played, but he has not been a positive player for you. For 50% of your games this year? How, when you look at the Mavs ranking in turnovers, see, it feels like they're high to me. Am I wrong about no, they're, that? No, they're one of the best teams at not turning over Okay, the ball. maybe I've just been watching some games that I've just been kind of like... Lately, oh. they've been turning it over a little bit more, but they're trying to play a little bit of a different style. Okay. So right. that's been causing them to push the ball a little bit more. And also, with Luka being out... Uh, you know, it's put the ball in more people's hands, and then you're going to get more turnovers. Is, like, Reggie forgot what color jersey we were wearing last night a few times, and I was like, that was a direct pass right to the team in white. Bullock, is he a good enough defender to not give you eight points at least? No. Okay. All right, then that's what we got to get out of that guy. On most championship teams, if I put him on Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Boston, those are the three championship contenders in the East. He would play somewhere between 10 to 20 minutes a night, give or take. Josh Green. I, I skipped Luca for now. Josh Green. I give him an A. Green, huh? Now, 
I wish he could have played more. You know, he got hurt against the Milwaukee Bucks. I wish he'd he have, he's had more games this year. But his improvement from last year, uh, every team wanted him to have the ball in the playoffs. They thought he was such a pathetic basketball player on offense. Every team was begging the ball to end up in Josh Green's hand in the playoffs. And now he's become, because of trade and everything, he's become your third best player. Now, there's still growing pains. Last night he was a bad basketball player. Yep. There's going to be growing pains with a 22-year-old that wasn't considered like a top five pick in the draft. But I think his improvement this year, I give him an A. I did not expect this from him at all, and there were people around the Mavericks that thought the same way. So I think what he has done has given – I give him an A. He's not an A basketball player in the league, but I'm kind of grading him from what we You're saw him be okay. and what he has become. A guy that averaged 5.4 so far in his career, he's at 9.2 right now when it comes to points. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. F. All right. I think we kind of know your feelings on that. Yeah. I will say, I'll say D minus. I'm right. going to leave it at D minus for he's right now. He's a horrible defender. I and very- he's a streak shooter. And he is mostly a negative player for you. Three out of four games, he's a negative player for you. But there is one out of four games where he does really help your basketball team. I am. I want to track, and I can't wait till we get to the playoffs. I know we still have to get there, Mike. Yeah. But I want to track his effectiveness in the playoffs. Just specifically that because, like you said, if he's hot at the right time. Yeah. And it could be a quarter. Like, he could be it hot could be for five, one quarter. Yeah, one quarter. <laughs> it could be five straight games where yeah. he's just locked in. And for some reason, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like, he's locked in. But right now... Uh, just to give you an idea, the Mavericks would be playing the Pelicans in the play-in situation. So at okay. their All-Star break, I think there's games tonight to finish it out. But right now, to go into the All-Star break, they are in the play-in situation. Jaden Hardy. I give him an A. Really? Yes. Like, he's – what? Is, I'm curious about why. Because he, Your was drafted in the se- low? he was drafted in the second round. He was considered – Two years ago, coming out of high school, he decided not to go to college and play in the G League. Chet Holmgren was the number one prospect in all of basketball. Jaden Hardy was number two in all of basketball for their class. He dropped, I mean, as far as you could pretty much drop. I mean, he got drafted in the second round, I think 36th or 37th overall. He went to the G League and was averaging the most points in the G League. And then he has come up here and shown signs. I'm not saying he's an A player in the NBA at all. He's more of a D player in the NBA. But I'm saying where you picked him at. You picked a dude in the second round that you traded to get, and he has shown signs of being a rotational player in the NBA. I think that's an A for for that. Because look at Tyrell Terry and look at uh, the dude Bay who we drafted. They're both out of the NBA. Mm-hmm. I, I think to get a dude that is a early second round pick and he's already showing signs at 20 years old of being a contributing player, that's an A to me for that pick. From the 206. Sound like it's either an A or an F. Pass or fail. No middle ground for Mike. And maybe that's the case. Well, wait till we get to a lot of other C's coming up. I am I am very interested in the, the Hardy Green I gave futures. Bullock a C- minus, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in the Hardy Green futures. I think with Hardy, clean up some of the turnover stuff. and He's not a point guard. Yeah. Stop trying to make him that. Now, yeah. the problem is, is you have a whole bunch of horse-ass players out there that can't play basketball, and so he finds himself with the ball in his hands being a point guard. Uh, from the 806, based off Mike's grade so far, I guess we're a top three seed. They have been at times, uh, but then the other part well, of yeah, it is Kyrie got it. He's played four games. <laughs> I don't like that's not really. Mike, do you want to give a grade to Justin Holiday? No. Okay, and you said you already gave Kyrie an A. Yeah. Maxi, I give him a D, okay. just because he wasn't that good of a player this year so far. Uh, he showed signs of I can't make a shot to save my life. He is a good defensive player, and he got hurt. It's not really fair, but you make me grade him right now. I'll give him a D. JaVale McGee. F. He was brought in to be a starting player. He was brought in to play 15 minutes a night. Your first five minutes of the game, and probably your your first five minutes of the third quarter, and then mix in another five minutes somewhere. And you're not even getting that? Sometimes you get two minutes. Besides about five games this year, he has been horrible. I mean, unplayable, pathetic, but I'm hoping it's been lately not consistently, but lately he's shown signs of being able to play NBA basketball again. So you got to pray and hope 
that those three or four games, not last night, but those three or four games that he's shown that that can be the guy who can play the last 20 games of the season. Right. I don't I don't trust it, but I'm, you've got to hope and pray that JaVale McGee-Magoo, because he's been mostly Magoo, that M- we get McGee for about 12 to 15 minutes a night and not Magoo for three minutes to zero minutes. There was a moment last night, Mike, where he got the ball on the perimeter with a full head of steam, and I was like, oh, my God, he's going to dunk from the top of the key. And then, like, he got down to the baseline and was like, oh, crap, I don't know what to do with the ball. And I was like, no, just finish. Just go finish. And he was like, I can't. I can't. And I was like, I don't know how you give anything but an F to him. I don't know how you give a different grade to what he was brought in to do and what he's done. Because that's why I give a guy like Hardy an A. He was brought in to be in the G League all year. Mm -hmm. And he he scored 29 points the other night against Utah on 12 shots. Like, that is tremendous. It doesn't mean he's going to help you in the playoffs, but I think you have to look at Hardy and go, this has been a tremendous pickup for this yeah, he team. He might get two, six minutes in the playoffs. Right. And 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 that experience should help him. Hopefully it does. Uh, I'm going to pass on Markeith Morris. Yeah, he's, he's not even played a second yet. I was surprised he didn't play last night at all. The human cigar, Frankie Smokes. F. But I don't know. He's, what? He's horrible. He's $2 million. He shouldn't be in the end. I don't mind him being in the NBA, but I mean, why they started him last night. It's just because he does try hard on defense. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you had, a, you had a coaching staff that was furious with their defense lately, and they're like, look, if we're going to show that defense matters, we will play a guy who can't play in the NBA to save his life on offense but we're going to play him just to show that defense matters to us. We're going to start him. And I'm fascinated about that because when he was drafted, it was like, ooh, he should be able to grow into some things. He's never developed. No, and no. that's what's was wild they to me. They drafted him as a point guard. Yeah. He couldn't play point guard, and he can't. That's, that's decided. And then you're hoping the Mavericks picked him up going, maybe we can develop him as an off-ball guy who can be a catch-and-shoot guy. He can't and shoot. And he can't shoot. Yeah. So they're just trying to figure out, hey, he'll he run and put his arms he up. Won't, he won't. I mean, if he's playing in the playoffs, we're losing. Dwight Powell? I give him a C plus. What? Here's why I give Dwight Powell. Powell. So if you're saying I'm either pass Joey or fell. Is, Joey's laughing. I give him a C plus. He wasn't even supposed to play this year. Do you remember what happened the start of the year? JaVale McGee was starting. Christian Wood was coming off the bench. Maxi Kleba was coming off the bench. For the first three or four games, he was pretty much out of the rotation. We know you're not good. You're not playing. And they were like, here's the deal. We got Javel Magoo. We thought we'd, we'd just signed McGee. You're going to have to play. We're going to start you and see what happens. And in the regular season, he's a below average starter. Unfortunately, come playoff time, Corey, we're going to have to limit him to 10 to 12 minutes because he can't play NBA basketball at that level. It's just too high of a level. They scout what he actually does decent in the NBA. They totally take it away, and he's worthless. 40 playoff games, he's three points, two, two rebounds. He can't – don't tell me about it's just a bad matchup. He's a bad matchup against every NBA team that makes the playoffs. But I will give him a C-plus for stepping back into his role after being eliminated from it. We're not going to play you anymore. You're not good enough to play in the NBA. The Mavericks knew it. But they're like, crap, Magoo is doing so bad. We're going to put you back into this rotation. At least Luka likes you. Yeah, and he stepped in, <laughs> and he hasn't he's, – he's doing what he does. This yeah. is what Dwight Powell is. This is why – People love Dwight Powell. He works hard. He tries hard. He intentionally puts his face. It's that's not all. He is that dude does get hit in the face a lot. He is the most athletic, a clumsy lot. guy in the history of NBA basketball because he is athletic, but he's clumsy enough to accidentally get hit in the face. But then he also intentionally puts his face in there sometimes to to draw fouls. This is this is the one, Mike. All right. Everybody's waiting for the grade on this particular player, and if you've been following Luka? along, we are going. No, no, everybody knows that grade. We've been going. I don't know, man. I think people are going to have different grades on Luca. We've been going in alphabetical order, except for Luca. Mm-hmm. I did grade Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. Oh, okay. What were their grades? I gave Dorian Finney-Smith a C minus. The reason you're not a Dallas Maverick anymore, Dorian Finney-Smith, is because you didn't play well enough for this team to win. Yeah. So he he does take blame on if he's not happy being out of Dallas. It's partly his fault. They. I want to always say the full word. But they deed around for 45 games this year where they had five easy wins on their schedule. Like, you can't lose these games to this bad. Like, you're putting out G League teams against the Dallas Mavericks Mm -hmm. because of injuries. And they lost almost every one of them. They lost almost all of those games where they were playing G League teams. 
because they didn't take the game seriously. And because they didn't take the game seriously, their record was bad enough that it pushed Mark Cuban into going, you know what? Let's trade Dorian Finney-Smith. Let's trade Dinwiddie. The only valuable thing they had, essentially. And I gave Dinwiddie a B for what he did this year. I thought Dinwiddie was solid. I wonder with Dorian and Mike if this was the first, like, reasonable success he's had going to the Western Conference Finals. He also got security for his life. And I wonder if there was a moment where he was just like, all right, I can't wait to get back to the playoffs. You know, this is handling success is a different thing. When you finally get that moment, do you say, all right, I'm going to grind again. I'm going to be that grind, that dude that did all that work before. Or are you going to say, I'll just wait till we get to the playoffs and then I'll kick it into gear. And I think I'm kind of curious if that's kind of the way he did it this year. And again, that would be difficult because he's never been that good of a player. Yeah. I didn't. You're, what you're doing is you're putting him to me. I'm going to baseball because Philadelphia Phillies would do this all, all the time uh, when I was playing late. You're putting him in Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard, Chase Utley category. Okay. When I'm like, dude, he was more like, you know, he's my guy, Chuchu Ruiz, Carlos Ruiz. Like, dude, you can't, you can't coast. You're not good enough to coast. Like, you're just an extra. You're not a superstar. I, but I wonder if he was looking at that team going, well, Luke is the superstar. I'm the next guy. Uh, and, I, I, you know, and, well, but he needed to put the defensive effort out yeah. there. I do like him. I think he's a good player. But unfortunately, because he didn't play up to expectations for his 50 games with the Mavericks, it's the reason he got traded. Christian Wood. I gave him a B minus. Now, I know that the coaching staff gives him an F. Fans want more Christian Wood. But I understand he is not doing everything they want him to do. He stinks defensively, and I might be saying a nice word for what the Mavericks feel like. But who gives you a point per minute on 50-something percent shooting in the NBA? Very few guys. Yeah. I saw on the list, I think he's scoring for playing under 30 minutes a night. He has the second most points scored in the NBA this year. That's insane. So I got to give him credit for that. The other thing, too, is I got to give him credit for getting rebounds. Dwight Powell struggles to get rebounds in the NBA. Maxi Kleba is the worst uh, rebounder in the NBA when it comes to um, contested rebounds. That's a stat they keep. I don't know exactly how they keep it, but Maxi's the worst. And I know he hasn't played much. Max, I, I, Christian Wood is great offensively, and I'm sure he messes up a few things offensively too because they refuse to play him down the stretch when we know there's going to be timeouts after offensive possessions. Third leading scorer in 27 minutes. That's that's insane. To yeah, me. so I give him a B minus. So I pretty much give him an A plus for offense and probably an F for defense. Uh, but I give him a B minus. I know that that is a very different grade than the Dallas Mavericks. I think the Mavericks. They tried everything they could to trade him, and it's probably for another day when he becomes a free agent. But Christian Wood, your agent sucks. Nobody wants to trade for you, and your agent's going to screw you over on your next contract because he's not good enough. He has horrible relationships with everybody around the league, and nobody wants to work with those brothers. So he needs to get rid of those agents. But I think the, the agents need to realize that the Mavericks tried everything they could to get some value for him and get rid of him. And no team wanted to give anything up for him. So how do you think, agents, it's going to go five, six months from now? Probably less than that. But come July 1st, when your client hits free agency and nobody wants to work with you, and they're going to offer your guy probably somewhere between max $15 million a year and a low like 10 or 11 I'll and they think on. he's supposed to get 20 to 25 a year. Now, I would like to have him back, but I don't think the Mavs coaching staff wants him back after this year. I'll take him on as my client, and I'll get him that deal with the Mavericks. You just wait, Mike. We're going to get him. I just Look, I like Christian Wood. <laughs> I loved interviewing him. Yeah. I want him on the Dallas Mavericks. I don't think he'll be back as long as Jason Kidd is the coach, and I'm 99.9% sure Jason Kidd's going to be the coach next year. Is I would just say to Christian Wood, you're doing yourself a disservice by having an agent – that only has one other client and most other agents in this league believe that Nasir Little got a horse-ass deal. You got to fire those guys and get somebody else for your own family's sake. Uh, From the 972, you know who isn't coasting? Dak. That dude's trying hard AF. He does. He he tries absolutely. He does every. He pours it all in. You're getting the max out of Dak. Luca, I gave an A. What do you give, Luca? I give him an A. I still feel like that he's changed a little this year. And I when we talk about it, you're right, Mike. When he passes the ball and then his teammate fumbles it out of bounds. The game's or, on replay right yeah, now. And he passed the ball to Reggie Bullock to shoot a three. He didn't shoot a three and he threw it to the other team. 
When, like, okay, so should I pass it to Reggie next time on the move? And maybe that's the reason that like everything looks so good right now with Kyrie is when the ball's moving around, Kyrie trusts everybody. Because they haven't let him down yet. Because they haven't let him down yet. And Luca's like, I can't give that. I have to do it all myself. And Luca at some point has to just go, you know what? I have to give in. I have to. We got, we're going to fail with this team or do it, but I can't let everybody on this court be bored to death. So that's where I'm kind of struggling is I want to see him grow even more, but he's like, he's giving you MVP stuff. It's just that the whole, like this team has to do more is there. So I'm I feel the A part of it. What about, what about kid? I gave him a C minus. No, I gave him a C. I took off the minus and gave him a C. I think this team has underperformed. I think that they haven't been ready to play certain games. Uh, I think that their record should be they're thirty one and twenty nine right now. I think that they should be five games better. And I know that he's dealing with a limited team, right? If I go real quick, Dwight Powell C plus, but only because of what he accomplished being a bench warmer to getting back in the rotation. Reggie Bullock, C-minus. Dorian Finney-Smith, C-minus. Dinwiddie, B. And the reason I'm naming them is they were on the team most of this first half. Um, McGee, F. Christian Wood, B-minus. And they would give him a worse grade. Maxi Kleba, I gave him a D, but it's not fair. He's missed most of the year. But, like, he's not dealing with the most talented roster. He's having to play uh, the cheerleader uh, from North Carolina. He's having to play uh, Frankie Smokes. Like, He's having to play guys that shouldn't be on the court for one second in competitive NBA basketball games. But at the same time, he didn't have his guys ready to play against the New Orleans Pelicans who had no Zion, no Ingram, no McCollum, no, like name the whole damn team. They're just throwing out their G League team and you lost and lost handily to them. Denver did the same thing. You lost a game earlier in the year where Denver was missing four out of their five starters and you can't do that. Like you got to be better than that because the reason one of the reasons that I said maybe you need to fire Rick Carlisle, and I'm a big Rick Carlisle fan, like it or not. I do like Rick Carlisle, and I don't think this was all his fault. But one of the reasons I thought you might need to fire Rick Carlisle his last year, 20% of your games or more, 30% of your games, your guys weren't ready to play. They went out yeah. and you're like, they're not even trying. Why are you not trying? And last year, the Mavericks tried for 82 games. I would say they tried for about 70 or more of those games. Tried really hard. Yeah, you're going to lose games. Teams are better than you. You have an off-shooting night. You have a, But this year, you've had 10 games this year where you didn't care to play basketball. Like, your team was like, I don't care. I don't want to play basketball tonight, coach. And I'm going to go out here and I'm going to walk around the court and we're going to lose to a bunch of crap-ass players, if I can say that. Uh, sounds fine to me. But... but- I want to play this about Luka Doncic because I gave him an A, and I think this is very important. And it's not about Luka. It's about Giannis. This is J.J. Redick talking about Giannis, and I think we need to listen to it through the lens of Luka Doncic. I don't think it's a stretch to say he's going to go down as a top 15 player ever. I, I don't think it's a stretch to say he has a really good chance to be in the conversation as a top 10 player of all time. And I recognize that every modern NBA player has all the haters in the world all the haters in the world. So Giannis travels too much. Uh, Giannis plays bully ball. Giannis can't make free throws. Giannis can't shoot jumpers. Great. The mother f- dominates. <laughs> like what? What more do you want me to say? Yeah. I hate to tell you guys, there is no perfect basketball player. There is no basketball player without zero flaws in their game. None. George is the greatest player of all time. LeBron, who are, LeBron's the greatest player. Whoever. I don't care. I They've love- all got flaws in their game. There's all there's always something you can nitpick. You can't nitpick with greatness. So I think that's important because look, we can nitpick Luca. I nitpick Luca. I don't just say he's great and he has no flaws. He needs to shoot free throws better. He's, yeah, he needs to at times he needs to move the ball a little bit quicker. He needs to get back on defense. He needs to stop arguing with the refs. He needs to to quit all the technical fouls where we get to the last 10 games of the season and he's one technical away from getting suspended for a game that I'll tell you what, in this year you better damn not get suspended because you picked up too many technical fouls because we might not make the playoffs because of your bitching and moaning to referees. But at the same time, J.J. Redick makes a great point, is like every player has flaws. And now we do pick at them a little bit more because of social media and we see those things. But, you know, to not give Luka an A for carrying this team to over 500, losing Brunson for nothing. Uh, you know, not really getting much help at times from the motivation of the team and, and being ready to play against really bad basketball teams. If Luca has a bad game, 
If Luka doesn't play, they were 0-7. It really was 1-7 because he he got hurt the first three minutes of the Phoenix game and Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith and other guys won that game. But, I mean, you can't win without Luka on the court. You can't. You literally can't win a game without Luka having a very good game. It's really tough to say Luka's a problem when you can't even compete at an NBA level without him on your team. You're, max, you're, you're using everything you can from the player right now. And it's a... Uh... It's, I mean, it's tough, but hopefully that's like, that's the fingers crossed moment. Mike is, I kept saying, I hope on the other side, they make a move or something happens. We couldn't see, I never saw this Kyrie move happening. Right. I, I didn't see that on the other side. I was like, maybe we can add a piece that's better than Dwight Powell. You know, like that was my hope. And now you added a superstar next to him. So now yeah. like what can't more can they do as they develop in these last few games before the playoffs? And then whenever playoff time gets real, how much realer does the rest of the team get for those moments? How much better does Jason Kidd look as a coach in the playoffs? Maybe maybe things change then, but effort is going to have to be something, and they have the guy. They have the right guy. I, I mean, I, I love the the dude that they have. I did see this, though, Mike, and I know this is usually Mike likes it time, uh, but we have we run some, some Maverick stuff uh, around on the court here. I'm okay. I don't have much because I had more NBA stuff kind of around the NBA, so I'm good. This is actually – this is just fun. Have you seen the video yet that I was taught that I've been talking about for Radio Row, the compilation video that they put together? Right now, it's on the uh, 105.3 The Fan to- uh, Tolo page. So if you want to go check out 105.3 The Fan Club Tolo, uh, Boss Man Gavin Spittle tossed it up on the page over there. I threw it up yesterday on um, on Twitter at In the Majors if you want to watch it. But more than anything, I want you to pay attention to the home screen, the 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 thumbnail that you have. Because I think Carter did some intentional work here. And I'm looking right at you, Carter. Not my Carter, this our Carter. If you look across the top, upper left-hand corner, 105.3, the fan logo. Awesome. Love it. Then, right next to that logo, the picture Sean took of most of the team uh, going and enjoying Kyrie's first game as a Dallas Maverick at dinner. Right next to that, Mike Bassick, with his hands above his head. Next to that, Bobby looking like he's about to pass out, and so forth and so forth. They got LeGarrette Blunt picture on there. But Mike, very specific to me, I see this. In the lower left-hand corner, our friend Kay Adams, smiling. Looking in my direction, where, where she was whenever I was talking to her, just being Kay. And then a few slots over, there's a picture of me with my hands behind my head. Being where you called me out. Remember when you called me yeah. out and you're like, she's over there right now. Mm-hmm. And you're given the confidence, yeah. the confidence head behind. You it, could have this if you want it, yeah. right? Well, I mean, that's not what I was trying to do. I was just trying to relax. But you you saw it in a different way. And I feel like Carter saw this in the same way. And he intentionally put these pictures in this place. Again, I'm directly below you with your hands behind your head. I think this is the moment where you were saying, no, this is what Corey's doing here. And there I am with my hands behind my head and Kay Adams and I are looking right at each other across the across mm. the thumbnail. Do you think that Carter took some liberties in this video and in this thumbnail to make it look as if I am inviting to somebody else out there? Not at all. You, what, he didn't take any liberties? No. It's just naturally that's what was happening? As soon as that interview was over, we still had to keep going and you took your headset off and left. Joe Kelly sat down and you're like, I don't care about Joe Kelly. I care about Kay Adams. And then after talking to her for two minutes and taking, I don't know, 32 photos. (laughs) It was three photos. I didn't even take them all. Somebody else, Michelle, took them for us. But you said, can you count to 10? And it was like, okay, Corey, Kay, 10, 9, Eight, and you're like, God, the longer she talks or he talks taking this photo, because as a guy, you're like, the more I get to be right next to Kay. Yeah, actually. And then awesome. after those photos, you put back on your headset and said, stop the show. I need more Kay Adams talk here. Uh-huh. Because she was like the first interview he ever did was with her in St. Louis. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to make the connection from one segment to another. And I knew that you guys had that covered. I knew y'all had everything okay. taken care of. I trusted y'all. Lots of trust. Man, I haven't looked at my phone. I had like 26 text messages. Oh, man, for your grades? Like real quick, Walt the Barber, he said, how come? This is an argument from the Kyrie lovers. And I think Walt loves Luka too. I saw he was wearing Luka shoes at Radio Row. How is it that in two games, Kyrie was able to get the most out of this team, but Luka can't? And here's my response. 
Luca took the team to the Western Conference Finals last year. Now, if you just want to talk about, like, wait, didn't... So if Kyrie takes this team to the finals yeah, without have, Luca, Let's have Luca sit out the rest of the year and let's see how many games Kyrie wins and how many times... Kyrie, to me, hasn't lost trust in these guys because he hasn't had reason to. Luca's had to play with this dumpster for a lot of years, and he's figured out a way how to... So don't tell me he hasn't gotten something out of this team. He was able to take... Dinwiddie, who was having bad playoff games until game six, remember against Phoenix, like, please, can you please we play like the Dinwiddie come, come we know? Somewhere, and, yeah. and he finally did. Like in game six and game seven, Dinwiddie was great. But like, you're just going to discredit Luka going to the Western Conference Finals with this team? Like he didn't carry that team to hell. And I get Brunson was great the first three games. You're two and one against the Utah Jazz. But you're just going to discount Luka taking the team to the Western Conference Finals? He didn't. He didn't carry that team. The, the team carried Luca. That was the best that that team could absolutely do last year. Coming up next here on the KNC Masterpiece, dinner with new friends. Is it always awkward? We do it next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.